0: What did future you do to deserve you? I think that all the time about my future self. I'm like, I'm the one doing the hard work over here. And she's just over there sipping my ties. Like, what did she do to deserve me? I just never give up. And you get to do that for your future self too. You never give up when it's hard because it ain't over until we win. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. Hi, hipsters. I woke up like this. That's what my mug says today. If you're watching on YouTube, which if you're not watching on YouTube, what gives? You guys? I get dressed up for these podcast episodes and the audacity that you have to just like listen to me. It's just so rude. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I listen to most of my episodes, but it is fun every once in a while to kind of see the vibe. So head over on YouTube and search Sincerely Future You so you can see how cute my new hat is. That's your incentive. Welcome to this week's episode of Sincerely Future You. As you know, each week we talk about how to access your future selves in the now to achieve success that we want out of life. And with that, I want to ask you, when's the last time you romanced yourself? No, get your mind out of the gutter. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about romance to your future self. Okay. We're going to be talking about all the ways with Valentine's Day being on the horizon to bring that love into the air and love into your brain. Because as you know, your thoughts are what create your results and your thoughts ultimately create your feelings in your body. And I've just been doing a lot of love brainstorming over here about my hipsters, about Mark, the love of my life, and really about my future self. I love the idea and the notion that we can be romantic with ourselves. And I have a couple of really fun ways for you to start thinking about this and start taking action on it today. But first, I just always like to give you a little update on what's going on in my life. And we are, as for Valentine's Day, we are going back to two spring. I talk about this restaurant on the podcast quite a bit because we got married there. It is our favorite restaurant. We are regulars there. It just feels like home to us, home, not just to us, but to our like fanciest selves. And I always feel like for me, when I picture my future self, one of the only things that feels exactly the same is that I'm still a regular at this restaurant. Like it just feels like the most evolved version of me will always still love the vibe here. It is just pure class. It is world's quality food and uh, the bartenders as well. I, I would think that most of them consider themselves mixologists, right? You know, that slight difference, not just bartenders. And it just feels so romantic there. So of course we're going back there. And I was also talking to my hapsters about um, this concept of just a love brainstorm where you intentionally prompt your brain to start thinking about all of the things that you love. And you could do this with anything being the subject. So you could do a love brainstorm about your significant other, of course, but you can do it about your clients, about your employees, and of course, about your future self. Like, what are you so proud of her for? What do you just adore about her? Um, And today, actually, we're going to think about it from the perspective of who you are today and how you can spend your time and how you can take your actions and actually really show your future self how much you love her. So let's just dive right in. We have six ways for you. Number one is scheduling. You probably know what you thought I was going to say. Future you though is uber turned on, by you taking decision-making off of her plate because future you just thrives when she gets to dive in and execute. Our time is so valuable. And one of my most cherished gifts that my past self has given me is just a thoughtfully planned day. It's really simple. Some romantic gestures are grand and some are really just in those daily little things that make you the person that you know, your future self really loves and appreciates. And I love to think of my future self and me in this relationship. And yeah, it can be a little romantic too. And it's like, I want to give you an example. It's like how, when you're trying to decide what you want to get for dinner and your significant other, you don't even have to be like, well, what do you want for dinner? Well, what do you want for dinner? It's like one of those really annoying decisions that you have to make every day. Can someone else just make this decision for me? Yes. And when your significant other just comes to you and they just decide what you're going to have for dinner that night, I don't want to have to think about it. That is so romantic. And that is how romantic it is to schedule out for your future self you're telling her, I've got you. Even if your day gets interrupted, future me, I've outlined your results and broken them down into neat little Tetris pieces based on how long each thing's going to take so that you can easily arrange them instead of being completely thrown off by an unexpected wrench in your day, like a flat tire. And I think that a lot of people, when they first come to me, some people who Are not big schedulers, they're resistant to scheduling, probably and most likely because of their past experience with scheduling. They're like, I've tried it before, I've never stuck with it, right? Or, oh, even when I do schedule it, I always get interrupted. We've talked about this before, you guys. Go back and listen to any episode with scheduling in the title on this podcast where we talk about all of the reasons why scheduling is not just for the person that doesn't get interrupted. I'm a mom of two. I'm a mom of a newborn and a six-year-old. Like, could it be more different in the way that they interrupt me night and day? (laughs) So I get it, but it's okay. When we're scheduling for future you, really what we're doing is taking decision-making and thinking a lot of it off of her plate. And that to me is sexy as fuck. Okay. Number two, delayed gratification. So delaying gratification may not sound sexy, but saying no to unplanned spending, unplanned sugar, or other temptations that might give you an immediate dopamine hit, that may seem like a sacrifice, but it's not for future you. She's gratified enough for the both of us. So choosing negative emotion on purpose and delaying that positive emotion, that dopamine hit it is how we show ourselves that we are worth it, that she's worth it. On my website, I have this visual of a 50-50 coin. And I talk about this a lot in happening sessions where you life is gonna be 50-50 by design either way. There's gonna be one side of the coin that's gonna be 50% negative emotion and the other side of the coin that's going to be 50% positive emotion. But the life of... Deep success, the life that hipsters pursue, that big life requires you to choose the negative emotion on the forefront. It requires you to delay that gratification so that you can reap the rewards of the positive emotion. It requires you to uh, experience things like constraint, like Failure, like discomfort, like fear, all of those emotions, when you choose those and you choose to feel deprived, maybe, or you choose to feel challenged or bored, any of that, if you're willing to feel that right now, on the flip side, your future self gets to kick her feet up and she is enjoying the labor of your love. When you don't indulge in unplanned spending, your future self has is sitting on that nest egg. Your future self has a buffer to work with to make decisions that you want to be making in your future for your business and for your personal life, right? When you do not indulge in sugar immediately when it's not a part of your plan for the day, then your future self feels better in her body. She knows that she does not have to react. She's responsive. It builds self-trust. It is just such a luxurious way to show your future self that she's more of a priority than what is the shiny thing right in front of your face. Okay, so number two way to romance yourself is to delay your gratification. Number three is doing hard things. So waking up early, working out, adhering to the plan that we scheduled maybe the day before. Think of these disciplines as love letters to our future self. Recently, my coach Brooke, she put out an episode on her podcast with Monica Levy on self-discipline and i absolutely loved it it felt like an episode that could have just came straight from this podcast because she briefly mentioned how she felt like self discipline was like a love note to her future self and i was like you're reading my mind i felt like she stole it from from me this concept, right? Because I couldn't agree more when we are being practicing self-discipline, very similar to delaying gratification. When we're just showing up to our plan, when we're doing the hard things, we're telling our future self that like we believe doing this hard thing right now is going to be worth it. Again, it's showing ourselves that where the priority is and showing ourselves that doing the hard thing isn't just about like grit and bearing it, it's not just about this present moment. It's about our fullest self, our whole life. And building up that relationship with ourself requires a little bit of proof. I think, you know, she gave another example that I thought was just so profound. And she said, if I make a plan with you as a friend and I don't show up and I just flake on that plan, that's going to put have an effect on our relationship in the future. You're maybe not going to want to make plans with me anymore. You're not going to trust that I'm someone that you can rely on. And the same goes with our relationship for ourselves. When we make a plan or we make a commitment and then we flake on it and we don't do it just because we didn't feel like it or because we felt tired or we, because something else came up, we are degrading our relationship with our future self. Our future self begins to not trust us, begins to feel like we're not worth it. We're not a priority. That's what you're saying to yourself when you don't show up in self-discipline and when you do not consistently say, okay, I'm going to do this hard thing right now because I love my future self. You're degrading your relationship with your future self. So if you want to really, really amp up the romance, that romance, that's not just a fling, but a marriage with yourself, like a long-term relationship with yourself. You get to do that by doing the hard thing right now. And I thought that that was so fun and profound. So thank you, Brooke and Monica, for that really great, uh, just little example. Number four is investing, So investing to me is like a hybrid of the love languages. It's like gifts and acts of service. It's spending thoughtfully for us and proving with our actions that we also believe in our future success. So investing can mean a couple of things. Obviously, I think most of us, when we think about investing, we think about putting money in the stock market or something like that. And That is a good example, right? That is kind of like giving yourself a gift where you're saying, okay, I'm going to contribute. Whether if you're not an entrepreneur, people think, oh, a 401k, but as an entrepreneur, you could do that in a Roth IRA. You could do it in any kind of mutual fund. You can put in a stock market. You're saying I am putting money right now and investing towards my future life. Again, traditionally our society is taught retirement, but it doesn't just have to mean that. I love to think about investing in my future self as like all of the timeline of my future. So I'm investing in me of the next 30 days, of the next 90 days, of the next year, of the next three years, of the next five years, 10 years. And I think about all the versions of me kind of like in There's a new Taylor Swift. I think it's a Visa commercial or maybe Amex. It's a credit card commercial. Obviously, I wasn't paying that close of attention because I was distracted by Taylor Swift's amazing outfits in this. It's like all the versions of T-Swift, like where she's in her sparkly tour dress and when she's her little country self with the curly hair and she's all the versions of her showing up talking about you don't know which version of her you're going to get. I think- of myself like that, like myself in 90 days, what does she look like? What type of, what type of, uh, problems is she solving for myself in three years and five years? And I just think of them being like, what would they think of what I'm doing right now? And what would their relationship be with me? Not what's my relationship with them, but what is my five year from now self's relationship with me of today? Is she proud of me? Is she like, come on, girl, you know, you could do better than that. Or like, when are you going to come for me? Like, I'm here, I'm waiting. Are you really going to go all in? Because like, we've got work to do. Like, is she looking back on the me of today and being like, why are you wasting your time and energy thinking about that? Like, why didn't you go all in for me? And investing is one of those ways that you are giving that gift, but also proving with your money that you believe that what you're doing with your money right now is going to pay dividends. So for me, one of the my favorite ways to invest and romance my future self is investing in my own brain. It's investing in my own coaching. For the hapsters, every time that they commit to a round of happening sessions, what they're doing is romancing their future selves. They're saying six months from now, this $5,000 that I am paying or this $6,000 or $10,000, depending on which which happening sessions or which version of coaching they're doing with me, they're saying, I know that what I'm paying is actually going to... Provide dividends. I am going to get that back with interest. And that is the point. Nobody comes into happening sessions and is like, oh, I just paid this much money. No, they're thinking about their future selves. They're like, I just committed to making so much money. I just committed to getting back so much time. Right. And that's I think the biggest reason why any of you guys are held back from taking big leaps into the future of your business, it's because you're not that connected when you're making decisions today to your future self and to the inevitability of her success. And when you really, really are, it makes investing in you a no brainer, right? Just take your brain right out of it. Just do it. (laughs) And so uh, investing is personally has been one of my favorite ways to romance my future self. And I will say that every time I invest in a a dollar amount that I've yet to invest before, every time I say, okay, that makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. I've never invested 5k before, or I've never brought on a staff member at this rate before, or I've never you know, committed to doing a retreat at this level before. I am like, wow, my future self is such a badass. And I become a new version of myself just in that moment. I get so much closer to her because I have to believe in her in order to put my money where my mouth is. Ooh, investing. Number four, that's a spicy one. If Valentine's day is coming up, you're thinking about future self. You might want to be thinking about investing, especially because happening sessions around the corner in March, and there still are a handful of spots left. Okay. Number five is failing forward. Our future self is always wiser and calmer. She's grateful for the mountain of failures That she is standing on because we were willing to collect it. We were willing to collect all of those fails so that she could know better. And in happening sessions, one of our favorite exercises is our monthly failure collection. It is actually a practice that we do that connects us continuously to a future, our future self one year from now and 30 days from now. Those are the two zoom in and zoom out frameworks that we use to make our decisions about what we're going after. And I also was just talking to a colleague and she was talking about the thought that created her 200 K in her business. And she said, uh, her name is Marie McDonald. I, I will definitely have her on the show, but she said, this is me going for it. She said that when she fails, she thinks this is me going for it. And when she succeeds, she thinks this is me going for it. And disconnecting the relationship between failure and being a failure and more so creating that relationship between you failing as collecting uh, that mountain for your future self of things that you're learning from, of ways that you are... um getting just more seasoned and more masterful and neutralizing it for yourself is a deeply romantic thing to do for your future self. Because like you said, she's on the other side of the failure. She is reaping the, the benefits of the knowledge and the calm that you went and failed and you didn't die. You're still here. You're still okay. And so for, for, you, if you are in a place where you're collecting a lot of failures, let's just flip the script on it. Just know that everything that you're going after, you going for it, whether it yielded a failure that you collected or whether you actually hit your goal, you're still getting closer to it. You are building a mountain on which future you has a flag, and she's up there, like, woo, look at us we did this thing. So you can start to think of whatever you're going through, whether it feels painful and hard and like, it's not working or whether it feels like, Ooh, this is working. It's all a part of your winning. Okay. Which brings us to number six, which I think is the grand gesture of romance for your future self. And this is believing in our inevitable win what did future you do to deserve you? I think that all the time about my future self. I'm like, I'm the one doing the hard work over here. and She's just over there sipping my ties. Like, what did she do to deserve me and my r- romantic grand gestures, not just with words, but with my all in actions, I go all in on myself. I just never give up. And You get to do that for your future self too. We never give up when it's hard because it ain't over until we win. That is my favorite Les Brown quote. It gets me every time. It's so simple, right? But I don't see too many of us doing it. Too many of us labeling our pursuit in that way, in the relentless pursuit of our inevitable win. Inevitable, not just possible, not just probable, but inevitable. That is how we show ourselves that we are our most important relationship by believing in her, right? And not just saying that we believe in her, but showing it, showing it by investing, showing it by scheduling, showing it by doing the hard thing, by delaying gratification right? Every time you do all of those things, it's because you believe that you're going to get to the place that you're going after. When people tell me, oh my gosh, I just, I need to take a break from selling. It just feels so hard right now. My thought is the only reason it feels hard is because you don't believe that on the other side of selling, people are going to buy. You don't believe that on the other side of doing what you're doing right now, you are going to inevitably get the result that you're, you came for. And when you couple all of these little tiny actions with belief in your future self's inevitable win, all of this just becomes the obvious thing to do. It's like when I think about any request that Mark makes of me. And when I think about, you know, showing up for him in a way that maybe just doesn't feel fun or natural to me, like doing things that, you know, we all have a relationship with a partner that they have something that they like to do that we're kind of like, ugh, okay, for you, babe. (laughs) Right. And whenever you're thinking about doing that thing, you're just like, but of course I'm going to do it. Because I don't just care about the relationship that we have while we're, I don't know, going golfing. Mm, Call me now. I hate golfing, but I will golf for the sake of the longevity of our relationship. It's just like, I don't care. I said it in my vows, I said that when we first started dating, I said to Mark, you know, I'm an apartment person. I'm probably never going to want to buy a house. I said- I likely will never want to have a kid again. I had a child. I was divorced. I didn't think that I wanted any more kids. And I said that I definitely don't want to get married again. So if you want any of those things in your future, you should probably date someone else. As much as I really, really knew he was a good match for me, I didn't know if I was a good match for him, but. He said, no, having you trumps all of those things. And as we fell deeper and deeper in love, and as I knew that he was going to be the person that I wanted to be with for the long haul, all of those things, all of the things that I swore I would never do became the most obvious next step. And that is the type of relationship that I want you to develop with your future self where it doesn't matter how much you hate showing up and waking up and you know doing a sales call or figuring out how to track your own bookkeeping so that you can get your taxes in on time. All of the things that you hate about your business, when you love your future self and you believe that on the other side of this year, we're just going to be even deeper in love. Of course, it becomes the obvious next step. Sometimes we forget that the most important relationship we have is with our self, but not just in the cliche, treat yourself to a mani-pedi girl way, but in the I'm going to put a ring on it and vow to be there in sickness and health because we're in for a long haul kind of way. Romancing your future self looks a lot like doing things that we don't want to do feeling things that we don't want to feel and believing in things with zero evidence that it will happen. That's what true love is. Are you practicing this with yourself in your business? Are you creating a love that will last a lifetime? Are you down on one knee for your dream girl, future you, the million dollar masterful CEO, big life doing version of you? And if not, why are you so afraid to commit? To take the leap of faith for her. Prove your love. Start today. Which gesture of love are you going to choose today? Are you going to schedule? Are you going to invest? Are you going to do hard things? Pick one or do all of them and get after it. I love you, Hapster, but more importantly, future you loves you and she'd be so lost without you. All right, Habsters, make sure you come back next week because we will have Scarlett Cochran back on the show to talk about the seven money capacities, aka the seven money practices you'll want to grow over your lifetime to help you become that inevitable millionaire that I know you all want to be. Hey, hapsters, if you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to whatshappening.com forward slash podcast. That's what's happening, dot com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, what are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening, W-J-S. Again, that's happy, H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G. And book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step.